Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We are back with episode seven. Yeah. And we have our first ever guest, Emma. Woohoo. I'm really excited. I'm a little ex- I'm a little nervous, but I'm really excited um, to be hanging out with you guys. Yay. We're so excited. If it makes you feel better, I'm nervous too because you're our first guest. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm nervous. I'm afraid of like how to I'm using my hands to talk right now, everyone. Um how the flow's gonna go. I don't know. Yeah, me too. It'll be okay. I know. At least we we can see each other on our end, so I think that helps a lot. But if we interrupt, we just <laughs> it'll be fine. We'll be good. <laughs> so on that note, will everyone remember to do this? Download, rate, like, subscribe, give us five stars, which a lot of you have been doing. So thank you so much. Forehead kiss to you. And once you give us a five star, you will also get a forehead kiss. So use that as a little bit of a motivator. Um, I also realize I haven't said it yet, but welcome to the Still So Young podcast. <laughs> we are excited to have you. And on today's episode, what will we be talking about, Maggie? We are talking about mental health with Miss Emma. Um, I just thought this would be good because first of all Emma was the first person to uh share with us that she would like to be a guest so I took her up on it and we're really excited and then also if you didn't know it's suicide prevention month September is so I thought that since Emma asked and she is a big mental health advocate I felt like it would be the perfect time to bring her on so thanks for coming on Emma Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. I swear it was like the fastest turnaround ever. I think I was listening last week to the episodes, asked if they would consider me for the future. And then here we are a week later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was so excited when you said that. I was like, uh, yep, I'm messaging Reese about it right now. (laughs) Yes. It's so fun. Um, I like don't have Instagram access, so Maggie always texts me the messages we're getting, and it's just always so exciting. It makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Yes, and everyone, if you ever have anything to say about the episode or whatever, feel free to message the podcast Instagram. We love hearing it. We love seeing it makes us feel good (laughs) and we love feedback it helps us get better Mm -hmm. yeah as long as you say it nicely otherwise i'll cry (laughs) yes we need that are we ready for our segment that starts off every episode yes our what would younger you be happy about this week yep (laughs) i wish there was a shorter way of saying it but there's really not. No, because even the abbreviation is really long. <laughs> the abbreviation <laughs> is. is so long. <laughs> and like you really, you have to think about it. It's like when some people do like the different abbreviations for the Taylor Swift songs, and it ends up being like 12 letters or they abbreviate yeah. the bridge. And it's like this, this itself is like three sentences. This is not an yeah. abbreviation. Yeah. That's what ours like, would be like. Like the all too yes. well, all too well, ten minute version, Taylor's version, <laughs> like, that approve that abbreviation. Yeah. <laughs> On yeah. a different note, though, wouldn't it be super cute if we made friendship bracelets that were the abbreviation? Oh, that would be so cute. Okay, cool. That would I be perfect for tonight. That I decided <laughs> I'm doing. I still have beads from making friendship bracelets to the Taylor Swift concert, and I want to make bracelets. Oh my gosh, and, I want to make one now too. Sorry, this is just a side note, but I keep seeing <laughs> other people wearing friendship bracelets now, like the beaded ones. And it's like you went to the concert too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So on fun. that note, 
Maggie, what would younger you be happy about this week? Younger me would be happy that I hung out with Derek's sister at her apartment and played with her roommates, got a new kitten. So I went over there and like met the kitten and it was so fun. The kitten's so cute. His name is Otto. <laughs> Aww, cute. That is so cute. Yeah. What would younger Reese be happy about this week? Okay. Younger Reese would be happy about the fact that she went on like a little I guess it was an adventure because I was shooting a wedding, but it kind of felt like a little adventure by myself. And um, I drove to Bayfield. I took the ferry to Madeline Island and I associate shot an elopement there. But I just had so much fun. Um, so I gave myself like an hour of extra time just to, like hang out in Bayfield. And I visited a little art fair, got a coffee, and then I had the most beautiful little ferry ride. And it was awesome. And I was just like, I just romanticized the shit out of my day, more <laughs> or less working. And I just had the best time. And I'm super excited because I get to go back again on Friday. Aw, that's so cute. I saw yes. some of your Instagram stories about the fairy. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. It was, it was so much fun. I didn't, I forgot how much I loved the fairy. And it was really nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Emma, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what would the younger as Emma ready be? As ready as I'll about? ever be. Okay. Um, I feel like I always struggle with like the wording of the question, right? I like feel like it's a trick question, even though I know it's not. Um, but I think that younger me would be really happy about the fact that it's been almost an entire year that I've held like a big girl job. Um, which is kind of huge. Cause I feel like after I graduated, so I graduated in like December of 2021 and I've just kind of been like on and off with like a bunch of different jobs, just trying to find like the right fit. And I finally found one. So love that. <laughs> very excited, very happy about it. Yay, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. It's so important to have like a good job that you just feel comfortable with. And so, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And like one that you enjoy going to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it. I think I at one point I took like three to four months off, which sounds crazy, but like was so needed um, just for this job to be like the one that was at the end of all of it. And yeah, super duper great. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Love that. Woohoo. So we need to read our listeners' responses. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was totally gonna I was just gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're so nervous. We, we kind of are. If you need to. <laughs> I don't I'll listen back and see how if it's cute or not. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to give a little shout out to a fellow podcast with this one. Um, in her nature pod said that younger her would be happy about the fact that she did an Ironman 70.3 in her fave city ever. So congratulations. That is huge. Wow. Way to go. We are very proud of you and happy for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Lizzie said making a new friend. That's so exciting. Cute. Love that Yay, for you. Yay, Lizzie. Way to go. <laughs> we do love that for you. Um, Did I send it to you too, Emma? <laughs> yeah, do you want me to say one? Yeah, do you want to read one? <laughs> yeah, you could say one. Yeah. I mean, you always make this joke, but um, Antonia said something <laughs> so I feel like it's only right that I say it um but she said that she's always loved um cozy fall thunderstorms and that there was one on the day that she responded and it just gave her the coziest vibes and she was really happy about it 
there totally Cute. was a thunderstorm and um indigo lost her shit she has oh, recently no. developed like thunderstorm anxiety so Aww. we spent some time cuddling and working through it so it was fun i don't know there was a thunderstorm Aww. poor baby <laughs> Which is tough, yeah I that like, is sad i like storms and she doesn't i love storms i know Me only too. only when i'm like at home though yeah because like right now yeah. it's turning into the perfect like I'm gonna watch a movie and drink mm-hmm. warm beverages tonight, kind of night up here. It is turning. It's turning into like cozy season, and I'm embracing it. Yes, <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, I'm also gonna say the last one because I don't know because there's not? just one more, and why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasmine said, setting up my second business business for its first market. So that's exciting. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for your responses. Um, If you don't know, we put up a little question box for you to submit yours, and we'll most likely read it on the podcast. So it's usually every Monday, like morning or noon or whatever, whenever we can find the time to put it up. So yeah, so submit yours. We love to see them. As you can hear, there's a third voice here. And her name's Emma. And we should probably introduce Emma now. Correct? Yes, we should. So Emma O'Connor slash Lang. Yeah, did you yeah that'll be official. <laughs> no. No, I was I was so ready to have all of my shit handled, and then I put in the wrong address for this fancy kit that I got to help me with the process, and now that I screwed that up, it's like, probably, no, it'll happen. I was going to say it's never going to happen, but it'll happen. Is it um, hard? But I did. It's not hard. There's just so many steps, and like step number one is literally like the social security office. And they don't take my calls, so I can't schedule an appointment. And I I just hate going to places if I, like, don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm, so, like, same. if I can have my paperwork and everything ready, that would be ideal. But I think I just have to accept the fact that I won't. But once I do that, I feel like it'll be a lot easier. But I literally just renewed my driver's license because it was a month expired. And... Uh, I was really writing on the edge, so I just decided I had to do it with my old name, <sighs> and we'll eventually get there. At least Adam still loves me. I think that's all that matters. <laughs> no, I think that's so relatable for, like, newlyweds or just, like, people who have gotten married, and they just, like, take forever to change all of their information. Like, I know so many people who have done that. They're just like, yeah, I still haven't done it. It's a lot of, like, paperwork that I don't want to do. <laughs> I'm yes literally that i'm just not gonna do it i i don't <laughs> think i'm gonna change my name so like, i don't think, I think i'm going to i think because of the paperwork like that would yeah, be too much I'm, for me yeah and i just have to like, yeah. learn a new signature mm-hmm. and like what well, if i can't get the instagram name <laughs> literally know? i know i know and it you have, like, a very name. iconic last name. I feel like you both do. So it's just, like, like would it still be you? That's what I struggle with. Like, I don't look like my last name is Lang. But I think if you met me for the first time, obviously I would. I would have to. So I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. It's I really think, hard. I think it works. Yeah. I just know you as Emma O'Connor. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, anyways, to, <laughs> yeah. to get back into the intro of Emma, Emma and I actually went to middle school, high school, and college together, so we have a lot of history. Um, yeah. All good, though. We've always been really good friends. Um, and Emma and I were both leaders of a dance club at UMD called attitude stance association <laughs> shout out to ada yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah we've always we've just kind of slowly grown our friendship and yeah and then emma was also you were president of you matter right 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was like my senior year. And then I was a cute little super senior. <laughs> so I just stepped out <laughs> and started doing things for fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So You Matter is a mental health awareness club, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yeah. And Emma has just always been a big advocate for mental health and yeah I'm just excited to talk about this with you I feel like it's going to be a really good episode yeah I think so too (laughs) (laughs) and Reese Reese and I also know each other honestly just starting in college and we we kind of all had like separate friendships which Mm -hmm. was always really fun. And I don't think it was till after college. So we were like, oh, wait, we're all friends. Like we can all hang out together and like. (laughs) Yeah, it honestly wasn't until after college because we met my sophomore year when I was a transfer student. And I would occasionally show up to my writing class. Um, (laughs) And uh, then we just kept kind of having classes together. And then we had the joy of being in communication club together. And I feel like that really rekindled everything. I think I feel so like too. We were always friends, but that really like drove it home. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful <laughs> Chicago trip. Uh, yeah. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> never ever. That was that was a great time. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I gotta shoot Emma's proposal. And I cried. So. Yes, you did. I honestly forgot about that. That was such a blur. <laughs> such a blur moment in my life. But it was that beautiful. Was so and <laughs> I knew you were there too. The second that Adam started acting all weird, I just like bolted over to the bushes and I was like, she has to be somewhere. I just made dead eye contact with you as you're crying walking <laughs> off. <laughs> It's emotional. It is very. It was. It was beautiful. Get me weddings. Get me. I'm any anything gets me. I'm a crier now. That is my thing. I cry at everything. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The pictures turned out so cute, though. Like I love when you both talk about it, and it just makes me smile so big. It's so cute. Yeah. I was a little bit of a grumpy butt only because I was so hungry. I think I'd had iced coffee that day and that was literally it. And I was promised dinner reservations, but that was just the ploy to get me up to Anchor Tower. (laughs) But it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It all worked out. You got that ring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something fun out the night after all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you end up getting food after? Yeah. He wanted to take me to Serpens, but I needed like a whole meal. So I, I changed into sweatpants and we went to Olive Garden, even though I shouldn't eat Olive Garden, but I just, oh my I needed gosh, it. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, it was your day, so. Yeah. Dude, it sweatpants, sweatpants and Olive Garden. That sounds so It was literally nice. perfect. And then we went to a scary movie afterwards, too. And he was like, we don't have to go. And I was like, no, we do. <laughs> we absolutely still have to go to that scary movie. So, yeah. What movie was it? It was like The Candyman or like something like that, I swear. Oh, a Jordan like it movie? Wasn't... Yes, definitely not for like the lighthearted. But <laughs> I lo- no, I love Jordan Peele movies. Me too. Those are the only scary movies I can do. I like how most people are like champagne, bubbly. <laughs> Let's go celebrate, and you're like scary movie. Yes, <laughs> sweatpants and pasta. Like, please, <laughs> I love please that. is all I want. That is perfect. Yeah, but anyways, mental health. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that. So I guess Emma, how did you? Uh, a, I guess, how did mental health become so important to you? How did you get involved in You Matter? Let's hear it all. Oh, gosh. Um, first off, like, I don't know how trigger warnings work, um, but I just oh, yeah, want people to be aware. Um, so I guess we'll be talking about, you know, mental health issues um, that also ties in, like, suicide ideation, suicide prevention. Um talks of suicide, 
depression, anxiety, things like that. Um, so please stop listening now if you have to. Um, and I'm sure they would love to have you listen to the next episode. Um, but yeah, I just want to throw that out there. So no one is caught off guard. Um, I also would like to say like disclaimer, none of us are like licensed therapists or doctors or experts, I guess. Um, Emma is just a big mental health advocate. Um, so if you are severely struggling with something, please seek professional help. Um, yeah, this is supposed to be a nice, like lighthearted kind of giving each other advice type of episode. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there because, yeah, we're not all, like, doctors or anything, so. Yeah, yeah very much not doctors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, to answer your question, Reese, I guess I think college is definitely, like, where mental health and the conversation around mental health, like, really started for me. Um, and I feel like the older that you get, once you say you're diagnosed with like a mental health illness or a condition, um, all the little things from growing up, like start to make sense. So I'd say that once I started getting like the proper help and, you know, seeking the advice and the, um, help from like a nurse practitioner in Austin, that is when they really started to talk about like, oh, you have really severe anxiety or, oh, I think because you've been dealing with your anxiety for so long that you now suffer from depression. Um, and I'd say even before like starting college, I'd say like the summer before was probably one of like the lowest points that I've ever had. And I think for me, it was like not wanting to go to work. Um, and I worked at a really fun place. Like I worked at this spam shop. <laughs> of all places, like right before college. And, you know, I was getting ready to go up to UMD and still had all this time with my friends and my boyfriend at the time. And I just remember like physically being unable to smile, like, and I'm like a super bubbly person. So for people that don't know me, like I'm like constantly laughing. I'm sure they'll have to like cut like 45 of my laughs out of this, (laughs) out of this podcast by the end. Um, So it was just like really out of character. Um, And I think a lot of people noticed, but what was so hard is that I didn't have the knowledge or like the vocabulary um, to go around it, or I didn't see it in the media. I didn't see it represented in my home life or different things like that. And so I think I just assumed that I was okay, or, you know, I felt like I was being dramatic um, or that I didn't have a reason to be feeling the way that I felt. Um, but I really didn't have a way to control it, if that makes sense. So fast forward to college, um, I was walking around the activities fair at UMD my freshman year. And the first booth that like caught my eye was the you matter booth. And it just talked about like suicide prevention, mental health. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to get involved and just see what this is about. Um, And once I did that, I think I went to like one or two of their meetings and then I went to um, speak out night. And this was basically just an event that the club had held where they basically just talked about um, people's stories and had um, like conversation topics at tables for you to just have open and honest conversations with the people at the event. So like complete strangers, just about your experience with mental health and how it's shown in society and just all of the things, mental health and like bringing up the topic in like a public place. And I think that was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm not crazy. Right. And it changed everything for me. Um, I originally was going to school for accounting and as the perfectionist that I was, like when I took my first two classes in accounting, I was like, not good at it. (laughs) Like not at all. And I was mortified mainly because I think my professors at the time also didn't understand mental health. And so who knows where I would be right now, right? Like I'm an assistant. I love my job, but I could have been an accountant genuinely. I think if I would have 
seeked the proper care, like had people that genuinely understood that I couldn't take my tests in a room with other people because I would get so anxious and overwhelmed and I needed extra time because I read over all of my answers and, you know, I'm hot and sweaty and I need like that controlled environment. So there were just so many pieces. And the more that I tried to advocate for myself, the more um, I was just running into trouble. So um, I eventually was hospitalized for suicide ideation. Um, The first time would have been my freshman year of college during spring break. Um, And no one ever found out because I genuinely feel like I was so anxious and self-conscious about my timeline and, you know, what people would think or having to explain to my professors why, why I wasn't in class for an entire week and different things like that. So it just kind of all came tumbling down during that spring break period. And I just returned to school that following Monday, like literally nothing happened. But because of that, I was given all of these resources on campus. Like they were like prescribed to me (laughs) basically, which was super duper nice. Um, So that's where I got connected to different resources on campus that basically helped me with accommodations on my tests. Um, So when it came to like school stressors, I had that help. Then I found a therapist on campus that helped walk me through a lot. I had a therapist through Mayo that I would meet with virtually, um, started taking medication, which for the longest time I had, you know, I understood and was part of the stigma around mental health and taking medication because I thought of it as a weakness, right, for the longest time because I didn't know any different. And now I'm like, okay, girls, like, let's take our meds. Let's take our vitamins. You know, (laughs) it's just part of the daily routine. And if I wouldn't have started taking them way back then, I mean, this would have been like 2016. I wouldn't have had from then until now to really like test out my meds and truly find what worked for me. Cause it took a couple of years. Like it was a lot, but I'm in like a much better place now. Um, I figured out my medication because sometimes the side effect is literally, you know, here's your antidepressant, but one of the side effects is depression, (laughs) you know, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. Like, so if you feel like something isn't working, like, I feel like there's always an option. Um, but I guess my story really just started to change after that first year. And I started really wanting to help people and talk about my experience um, and really just like show people that they weren't alone. Um, Mm -hmm. And so over the years, I mean, I would do presentations in classes and talked a lot about You Matter everywhere I went. And I worked on campus as like a resident advisor. So in like the housing department, I was a really big help for people that were living on campus for getting them in contact with counseling and different things like that. But once I started getting into my senior year, I definitely started to slip again. And I think it's just so hard when you have all of the resources in your back pocket. Um, But, you know, it's just like the idea of taking your own advice, right? Um, And so I was just hitting a wall. And so my senior year, this would have been right before COVID, um, I ended up being hospitalized again um, for suicide ideation and it changed everything. (laughs) Like I thought the first time around, right? Like I was like, okay, I did it. I'm fine. I'm better now. Here's all of my things um, that I need. I had a big old binder and I thought that I could just read all these materials and be cured. Like that was, that was it. (laughs) That's all I needed. Now I can represent for other people. Um, But once it hit again, like, I just remember them telling me, like, hey, I know a big stressor for you is this car accident. You know, like, you hit a deer. And what's the biggest thing that makes you scared moving forward when you drive in a car? And I was like, "Um, I don't know, the fact that I'm going to die. And they were like, oh, so you don't want to die. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, why would you say this? <laughs> Wait a second. Maybe, maybe you're right. And I know it just like, seems like such a weird, you know, conversation or like topic and to take it that lightly, but it genuinely was like the first time that someone changed my perspective and kind of like brought me out of it in a different way that I hadn't had before. Um, but I had to change my schedule. I had to quit being so busy. I had to start taking time for myself and actually implementing the resources that I had gathered for however long and finally start taking my own advice, right? Like writing letters to myself. I think we'll chat a little bit more about it later about like different things that ended up working for me, but I really figured out my med situation. I started eating and I started sleeping better, um, talking to people about it right? Like you two are some of my closest friends. And I'm sure like, as we're sitting here talking, you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, what happened? From the first time, that was for sure when I actually started showing up to class. Um, Yeah. you You were rainbows and sunshine. We were on a project together and I was like, wow, she is the nicest person ever. And genuinely, you probably don't know this, but I I didn't know where my class was, so I wouldn't show up on the one day. And I had so much anxiety around asking someone how to get there. And I think you finally showed me once, and we were in the same group. And I was like, okay, I know Emma. I have a friend. I'll start coming to class. So, like, I get it was a hard time for you, but, like, you made my – I don't know. Like, this is sounding so selfish. but it was like you made my hard time (laughs) – better and got me going (laughs) but like you know we didn't know yeah which is just wild well and I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people too right because I mean I have days now I think I've gotten better where I know like not to put myself out and about or like to take mental health days from work or like now that I'm married Adam is very aware of like my triggers or he can tell when like I'm really off for a day Um, and so I think it's managed a lot better We're like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) for who knows, um, who knows what I was actually like going through or thinking about or whatever that day, Reese, but for the most part, like in the moments, like I was like completely fine. Like it was like a switch that I would just be able to like talk and laugh and present and move forward. And then I'd like go back to my room and cry, you know, and just like couldn't do my homework or I couldn't whatever. Cause I remember that professor was probably like one of the biggest like mental health advocates that I had had in a professional setting. And so I think that was huge because I mean, she, <laughs> she was an interesting professor. We won't say names, but <laughs> so everyone else was kind of like, Ugh. but I had a soft spot in my heart for her because she gave me so much grace and the rest of the class literally had no idea, which is really what I needed at that time, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked when you were talking about how um, just, like, being able to talk about it and, like, mm-hmm. having it be more normal to talk about mental health, like, really helped you because I feel like growing up, I – struggled with anxiety but I didn't understand that what I was struggling with was anxiety so like and I didn't know how to like explain it to people like I would always just be like my stomach hurts and like I don't know like I would always just like feel the need to go on a walk like randomly because like walks are really good for anxiety yeah um and so like for the longest time I was struggling with anxiety and then I don't know when it was that I like realized that it was anxiety and then I was like oh that's what it is and then I just kind of did some research on how to cope with it and like certain things to do when you're having like some anxious moments and that really helped once I started looking into that so yeah yeah, it is just crazy how being able to talk about it with people and like hear about it from others just really helps in so many ways. Yeah. And I think for a lot of that too, like there are certain, this is going to sound weird, but like certain rates almost like if I am feeling surrounded 
by people that are talking about mental health and know about mental health in the same momentum that I do, right? Like, I feel like I'm in a much better place, but it's scary how fast that can flip once you're surrounded by one or two people that just genuinely don't understand and they aren't willing to understand. I think it's, it can change everything, can literally change everything. For sure. And I think it sounds, it sounds bad or sad, but like, you truly don't understand until you kind of go through something. So like if you're talking about it with people or something and they seem uninterested, it's probably because they just haven't dealt with something so deep or I don't know. Yeah. Right. Or like even seeing someone or having someone close to them. Um, that has gone through it because I think if you see someone go through it as well and like genuinely struggle um, I think it just opens up your eyes because I remember um, I think it would have been like this last time that I was hospitalized and my dad whom I love my dad very very much um, but I think just growing up like he was like the hard the hard cookie that you couldn't crack you know like <laughs> um And he still is, but I think the first time that I was hospitalized, it was very much the mentality of like, why? Mm. Like you, you have everything that you could ever want, which I mean, I do like, (laughs) but I've never complained, you know, like things like that. So like, I recognize um, that my life is very, very good. Um, But I think the hardest thing for me was that I didn't know why either. And sometimes you don't have a reason why, right? Like. I get anxious when I have to drive in my car and go to Walmart by myself. And it's like, I don't really have a reason. <laughs> like yeah. nothing bad has ever happened to me in Walmart, but for whatever reason, like the thought of just going is like so overwhelming. And when mm-hmm. you in my experience, like when I get depressed, like there are no thoughts of like the outside. Like there's only one perspective. It's like tunnel vision almost. And so I think for the first time, like when I was talking to my dad, he was like, I just don't get it. Like what, what in your life is so bad that it's gotten to this point. And I just remember like snapping back at him, which like, you don't, I don't snap at my dad. (laughs) Like I've never snapped at my dad. I just snapped back at him and was like, I don't get it either. Mm -hmm. Like I genuinely don't understand why my body and my mind is telling me this and making me feel this way, but I need help. And like, that's, that's why I'm seeking help because I want to figure it out. And I don't want to be like this. Like, this isn't my choice. If I Mm -hmm. had a choice or felt like I had a choice, I think things would be so much different. And I think something finally clicked for him when I said that, cause it was like, Oh crap. Like you're not just going to the hospital for funsies. Like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to go. Their food isn't that great. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think if it was a choice, I think people would actively choose the being happy and yeah, you know, yeah. Being sad. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone would choose the happy round. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, and I think like with that, It's also, like you said, like, you just don't know what it is. You don't know what's causing it. Like, and a lot of that is just going to therapy and working out random things that you would never have thought would impact, like, your mental health in that way. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. With you mentioning your dad, I also kind of wanted to touch on mental health with men specifically because I feel like there's this I don't know what the right word is but there's like this yeah stigma with men talking about mental health or like having problems with their mental health and I don't know I kind of wanted to see your viewpoint on that just because you're such you're just so like (laughs) such a good mental health advocate so I just wanted to hear you like if you had any thoughts on that and stuff. I think definitely like what research has shown and like what each generation is seeing is that it really is tied back from like so, so long ago, right? Like, so we're starting off on 
you know, they have to be the caretaker of the family. They have to, you know, kind of be the strong one, the rock. And with this idea that like women are more emotional, right? So I feel like that's kind of where everything started. And for a lot of people, like that's where it ended too, right? Like that's what they believe. That's what they stick to, whatever. But I think like in schools, especially in college, in the different groups that I've been in too, I've noticed so many more men and guys come forward about their mental health. And I think right at the beginning, it's really, really hard for them, no matter what, right? It almost feels like a secret. But I think the more that they start to talk about it, um, the better that it gets. And again, I think that's for everyone. But I think being in an environment where they feel safe and they feel confident and they don't feel judged is genuinely like step number one. So having an understanding family helps, having understanding friends helps. Um, and I think just being the one to like open up that conversation is huge. So whether you're, you know, say you're in a relationship with me and Adam, for example, like I think when we got together, it was one of his first opportunities to truly like talk to someone that was open about talking about mental health. Um, and from then, like we have such an open communication about it. And I've seen him flourish in talking about this with other people in his life and his family and different things like that, where that really, you know, who knows what would have happened if we wouldn't have gotten together when we did and started talking like, yeah. So I just think it really is so circumstantial in it. I wish that it wasn't in so many ways. Um, but I think you know, I, I think, but I know that men suffer with mental health just as much and they have to do it in secret because of the way that society views. So if you're listening, <laughs> everyone struggles with mental health. Um, that's why it's called health, right? Everyone talks about physical health, mental health. They coincide. They're really, really important for every single person. Um, yeah. Yeah. It really is such a hard topic. And I know that I think they're lacking in research on it genuinely because there was that stigma for the longest time. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true that it is so important to have that space for men to feel comfortable that they can, you know, talk about something with you. Um, obviously like, with Derek and I, like, we really do try and check in with each other on that because that is really important to us because, I don't know, yeah, like you said, like, like everyone deals with mental health in some way and some yeah. people struggle and it is harder for some people to talk about it than others. So, yeah, I think it is important to have that space for men. Yeah, and I just think it's one of those things, like, you never know until you ask is a big piece of it. Like you never know what someone else is going through and that kind of shines through for everyone. But yeah, like check in on your men, like check in on the guys in your life and make sure that they're genuinely doing okay. And that you're providing that space for them to openly talk about where they're at emotionally. Yeah. And not just like, not just like your man, you know, yeah, too. Exactly. like I, I know that you mean like all the men in your life, but just like for the yes. listeners, like not just like your boyfriend or something like make sure you're checking in on your, like your brother, dad, friends, you know, we should like also important. check in on our non-binary and gender yes. fluid. Yes, too. race. Yes. Yes. Sure. Thank you for including that race. I think Guys, gals and non-binary pals. <laughs> yes and yes. I think it's just very important to just like have the space but not push too much yes. when it comes mm -hmm. to talking about things I think with time like I think part of it is just like opening the door so people understand that like you are there to talk and listen and then from there with time 
like yeah. allow the conversations to be had because you don't want to push too much too fast, especially if they're not ready for it, which I feel like Absolutely. is also important to think about just because like if I don't know, my thought is if you push too hard too fast and like really try to like let's just dive into it when neither of you are licensed yeah. professionals, like you might just bring up more pain for like them to ruminate on than when you're not together. Yeah. So I think it's also Absolutely. important to be mindful and like gentle with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. piggybacking off of that, Reese, um, Emma, I did want to ask you like, what is a good way to check in on someone? Like if you're, I mean, if you're not really that concerned or if you are concerned, like what would you give advice for with that? Yeah, I know there are a lot of resources, right? Um, and I think that there's a hotline as well. I don't want to give the wrong information, so maybe we can include that, like, in the bottom um, little, you know, <laughs> description of the episode. Um, yes, we will do that. Okay, perfect. Um, but I think the big thing is, is again, like conversation. Um, I think one of the worst things that you can do is, you know, talk behind someone's back and different things like that, right? Like kind of work around the issue. Um, Cause again, like Reese said, like if someone wants to talk to you about it, like they will. Um, but also recognize like if there are things that are truly alarming and if at any point you feel like someone's well-being is at stake like call 911 um i think that was the scariest thing for me um when i was an ra in school is i was a mandated reporter and so anytime anyone brought up you know thoughts of hurting themselves um suicide ideation different things like that no matter what we just called 911 um and i know it sounds really scary and i know that not everyone has the best relationship or would feel comfortable with that. Um, but I know that police are a lot better equipped nowadays to help people with mental health situations. Um, and usually it really is just like, Hey, I need someone to come do like a welfare check on my friend. You know, they're not answering. They said X, Y, and Z. I'm truly concerned. Um, it's just such it truly is just like such a hard topic um but I think do as much as you can to let the person know that you're there for them and that you care about them and that you love them um because the reality of it is is there's no way to just like put a band-aid over it and have the perfect fix for it like do not feel like you ever have to take on that responsibility um but if you are genuinely concerned, like, please seek them out help and let them know that you are there for them. So, uh, yeah, like if you end up having to call 911, maybe if you're around, like you can go and sit with them and be there for them. And yeah, does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think on like the smaller end scale of things, um, a good old Google search always helps me out. I think any time that someone I know or love is going through something that I don't quite understand, my first thing is like Google search. What am I dealing with? What are the best resources? Like I need a checklist <laughs> of things to say, things not to say, different things like that. But I think behind all of it is like the genuine love and care is going to speak volumes over anything else. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got for now. <laughs> I used to have a lot more resources in my back pocket on campus, but I don't live there anymore, which makes it it really hard. No, that was amazing advice. Thank you. So we can maybe cut this, but for the sake yeah. of like, if some people are concerned, like, so let's say they make the call to call nine one one, and then the friend yep. gets upset at them. Like, what do you have advice on yeah. that situation or like how to navigate that? Because I feel like 
for some people, it could be a little bit anxiety inducing to try like decide like, do I make the call? Is it over? Like, am I escalating the situation? Is you know, right. or is is this person gonna yeah. be mad at me if I make this call? So like, what do you or like what advice would you say to that? I think this is like, like the harsh reality of it is is at the end of the day, if you're genuinely between the two, right? Like, do I call? Do I not make the call? Just do it. Because if you're even at that point where you're considering it and like you're, you're genuinely that concerned, I think that, that, you know, trumps everything else. Like, and I know that it can be a really tricky situation, but you just have to really hope that your friend or your loved one will eventually understand that you did it because you care about them and you love them and just constantly reiterating that. Um, Cause having a friend mad at you is a lot better than not having your friend around at all anymore. You know, at the end of the day. Um, and I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the reality of it. And it's really sad and it's really, really scary to think about, but that's the last thing that I could ever want for anyone is them to be on the cusp and for that to be the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. And if they don't understand, they don't understand, but at least they're here. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's good that's advice. Very good point. For sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to ask about like little habits that you have, um, like that improve your mental health. Like, do you have any healthy habits that What's your mental health wellness routine? Yeah, something like, like things that? to keep you. Let, let's go. Maybe it's time we transition to a little bit of the lighter, brighter. Yeah, I would love that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Maggie can also talk some too. Yeah, need a minute. Yeah, let's go. No, I I promise I'm good. But okay. I yeah, I think it would be awesome just to kind of do a mental health check in with all of us right now, oh. even. And just kind of start to tie in the little things that impact like our everyday mental health and kind of what we do for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this. Um, So Maggie, why don't you start? I was going to ask you to go first. (laughs) No, No, I I can can start. I can start. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Reese is like, what if you just go? I guess I can also, I think. Oh, Reese, perfect. You go. Oh, Reese, Reese, you can go. (laughs) Okay, well, I think that I use work as a coping mechanism when I don't want to deal with stuff. So then I set my life up where I end up working a lot. And then I get deeply, deeply overwhelmed with the amount that I work. And it really, like, heightens up my anxiety and other stuff. And I can always tell when my anxiety is getting bad, whether I want to deal with it or not. I, and, like, since, honestly, probably since I was old enough to start wearing mascara, so, like, middle school, I, like, what I'm an anxious, like, fidgeter. So I bite my nails. I do that. But then I also, which I have recently learned is an actual, like, I've known it's like an actual thing, but like it has a word to it and I'm not alone, but I like rip out my eyelashes and like sometimes my eyebrows. So I like notice when my anxiety's bad because I'll start ripping at them or like really like picking at them when I'm doing stuff. And uh, I'd been doing such a good job about not doing it. And then like my eyelashes had finally like all like grown back again and I started ripping at them. So I have a couple like oh. patchy spots, but that's okay because I'm aware of it. And I've also never talked about this out loud. Like only one of my other friends knows that I do this. And I've sometimes talked about – not really. It's just like something that would get made fun of in like middle school and high school because then I would use like eyeliner to hide it. And that didn't hide anything. And yeah. So right now I've been very anxious. So I've been working on okay. – trying to build in routines with myself to maybe help and it's kind of helping but I also know that in a couple weeks 
when my schedule will be more free, I will hopefully start to make myself feel better. So yeah, that's where so, I'm at. <laughs> Reese, when you when you have like a a free schedule, say, so like when you're not stressed, what are the things that like bring you joy that you end up doing to trying to like get yourself back into the groove? Um, I run a lot and I always know I feel better when I exercise. But part of that's making time to exercise. So when I work out, that makes me feel better. And actually like cooking meals and like baking and going on walks with my dog and spending time just reading and not or like getting to enjoy outside just to enjoy outside, not for work. Getting to do all that helps me a lot. And also saunaing helps. And sometimes I think I get myself so anxious about going or like making time to go. So I'm like, I don't have two hours to spare or whatever. But you do, you know, you do. Yep. So then once I go and do it and I feel so great afterwards, I'm like, ah, this is why I take time for myself. It makes me feel good. It makes the stress not so bad. But sometimes I get stressed about the thought of dealing with the stress. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. yeah, that is real. So, yeah. Yeah, that's real. Well, thanks for sharing, Reese. I had no idea. And honestly, I've never, I've never noticed either. Yeah, me neither. Really? really? Oh. So I'm, I'm proud of you for sharing and also, you know, getting to the point where they were um, all coming back. I think yeah. that means that you're headed in the right direction, even if you have some setbacks, you know? Yeah, no, I think my, we had a class together. My roommate shared it in class because she was like I think it was a professional communication class and we had to like describe <laughs> someone was. yep and uh, she had said how whenever I get tired or bored I start picking up my mascara which also that's where it shows up a lot too yeah because you're but, not thinking about it yeah it's just like a tick yeah. yep but yeah I think that's the only other time it's really been super shared Mm-hmm. But well, she also didn't know that it was an actual thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. No, I've definitely heard of that before, but I just didn't know that you dealt with it. Yeah. But thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. Maggie, do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, Reese, I really, like, understand what you're saying about, like, making time to do the things because that's, like, the biggest thing I feel like with trying to deal with all of the stresses in life is, like, making Mm -hmm. time to go to the gym, making time to make dinner because that is, like, the hardest thing is just to get up and do it. Yeah, Um, and it's, like, hard because you know those are the things that will make you feel better. Yes. But it's like it's like yes. taking your advice. Like you yeah. know the tools you have. You know your tools are in the toolbox and you're just actively like, I don't see that. Yeah. It's not there. And if it's not there, I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of I've been dealing with the same thing, kind of just making time to do the things. Um I've been People have been asking me for, like, commissions and stuff, um, which I love. Like, I I truly do it. It, like, makes me feel proud of myself when people ask me to make things for them, like wedding invites or stuff like that. Like, it make, it makes me, like, smile so big when people want me to, de- to design things for them. Um, but sometimes I just get really overwhelmed with, like, my full-time job and doing those so that is when that's that's what I've been struggling with lately but I've been I'm really proud of myself because for the first time ever I haven't like like put everything aside just to do that right away like that's what I used to do before and I think I definitely struggled with some burnout from that so lately I've been really good with just not responding right away, waiting like a day or two because they don't need a response right away. 
Like they truly don't. Um, so I've been really good at just like responding and being like, sorry, I'm prioritizing like mental health. Like I'm just taking some time. Um, let me know if this doesn't work with your timeline. Like it's okay. And most of the time they're so understanding. They're just like, oh my gosh, no worries. Like just whenever you have the time. So that's been really good for me. And just making time, making time to go to the gym when I need to, because working out truly does like, and like when I say workout, it's most likely just like walking on the treadmill. (laughs) Um, And then just like making dinner. Derek and I have been making dinner together, which has been really good. So we just talk about what's going on in our lives. So, yeah. No, I think you um, being open and honest, I'm sure there's like a lot of, you know, you're like building yourself up like, oh, no, are they going to be mad at me for setting these boundaries and things like that? But I think it's really cool that you've gotten positive feedback um, from the people that you've like set those boundaries with and been open and honest with because. I think that'll help you just continue to feel like you can be honest with that stuff. I feel like it's it's so hard to like to yourself think that you can have boundaries when it comes to freelance work because then you're like, well, what's if I don't get more work? Mm -hmm. But also the boundaries are what's going to make this a happy, sustainable, healthy career. Yeah. It's just hard. Once again, doing the things that you know you need to do. Yeah, definitely. But I'm proud of you that you've been doing it. I need to do that. Me too. It is hard, like like what you said, uh, just like being anxious that they're not going to ask you to do something again or some like another project for you because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, if I don't do it right away, they, they're going to think I don't care or I'm too slow or something when it's like, no, they just – most of the time, they really don't have a date. They're just like, whatever you can. And yeah. 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 100%. Well, thanks for sharing, Maggie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could go now. <laughs> Are you ready for your turn? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, so now that I've gotten better at, like, kind of knowing what my triggers are, like, this is kind of a weird one. So I'll, I'll be vulnerable here too, Reese. Um, but washing my hair has become like such a big, like anxiety producing, like I cannot get myself to do it because I have really, I have a lot of hair, but I have a lot of really like fine hair. So my under layer is like super duper curly and my top layer is super duper straight. Um, But every night when I go to bed and then I wake up, I wake up with a rat's nest like every single day. But then washing it makes it worse. But then if I, you know, if I wash it every day, then it gets greasy. So it's just like this never ending cycle. Um, So I have been really working hard to brush my hair every morning and every night. Um, And then just like putting it in a cute little braid. Um, cause I also like stress in my sleep too. Like I can't have things touching my neck. I can't mm-hmm. get hot, you know, all of those things. And if I don't get proper sleep, um, I'm not okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I guess one thing that I've always noticed is like, if my room or like my surrounding area, so now I live in like a town home. So like if the town home is dirty, or I say messy, if the townhome is messy, then like, that's how I'm feeling inside. (laughs) Um, And so when I take time to really like sit down and clean, like I love cleaning. um, That's a really big de-stressor for me. I also really, really love silence. And ever since I got my two cats, um, we have like these air humidifiers, basically just like, or purifiers, I think is what they're called. And they're so loud and I actually have to like take a moment when I get overwhelmed or overstimulated to like turn them off just to make sure that I'm um, actually sitting in silence. Right. (laughs) So um, this is also kind of a weird thing, but I have to like strip like, (laughs) like all of my anxiety things I think are just very much focused around like external factors. So like clothes, 
my hair, um, noises, different things like that are huge for me. And so once I get rid of all of that and literally just take like five minutes to myself a couple of times a week to just sit and just be so kind of like a meditation almost, um, that helps me a lot. And again, like that's never been something that someone has given me or like told me that I should do, but just over the last couple of years, like I've really gotten to know myself better and (laughs) took the time to understand that that's what I needed. Um, but otherwise I think making sure that I'm drinking water, taking the vitamins that I need to be taking, um, sunshine is huge. Um, and then honestly, I really love yoga and like stretching. So that's kind of my way of like getting movement because I have a really bad back. And so I used to love going on walks, but now I can't even walk like two blocks without. Yeah. Like it's, it's really, really bad. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of what helps me get through my little tips. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. Um, yeah, I think everything that you've said in this conversation has just been so helpful. It's been helpful. It's been really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, thanks for good. Thanks for sharing everything and coming on our podcast. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, do you want to share like your Instagram? In case I would people love to connect with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Let me pull it up. Yeah. Okay. I have it. So you'll have to probably write it down to somewhere, but it's Emma Caitlin underscore, but Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N-N. It's my middle name, but um, I try to be really open and honest on my social media, just about where I'm at. Um, Yeah. I think I talk about things being lovely just about every other day. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks for following in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Just thanks for um, wanting to talk about mental health in general. I think it's really, really um, huge and speaks volumes about you two and the types of friends that you are. So I really appreciate you. Oh, thanks. Thank we appreciate you. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else, Reese? I don't. I don't know why. I just keep blanking on things today. Um. No, I think this is just a very important conversation to have, and uh, I guess a big thing for me is like mental health just isn't a young person thing. It's just not a college thing. Like. It can affect, you know, from zero to a hundred, like mental health is a continuous thing that people like you need to work on and you need to be able to be there for people with that. Cause like genuinely you don't know who is struggling and uh, what's going on. And I feel like it's just important to always hold a little bit of space for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that is a good note to end on. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following, rating us five stars, leaving us good reviews. And we'll see you next Thursday.